We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the True Faith Matchday podcast. I'm Norman Rayleigh, heading to Stamford Bridge to watch Newcastle United at least get a draw in the uh, FA Cup against Chelsea. Just leaving Lewisham now, so on the way to the pub to meet Charlotte for a couple of pre-match drinks to get the optimism levels up to absolute maximum. Um, woke up this morning feeling still feeling positive. Uh, obviously, we've got to wait to see see what the lineups are. Um, Hoping that Rafa will go with a with a strong side. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he will. Um, as I'm certain Chelsea will as well, especially after having lost in the League Cup semi-final against Arsenal the other night. Um, cracking day really for for the match. Uh, not too cold. Blue skies up above. Um, everything's everything's set for a for a good day out. And uh, aye, let's just see what guns. How are the lads? So I've arrived at uh, the Feathers pub in the aptly fucking named St James's Park in West London. Obviously, my favourite dystopian nightmare. Um, <laughs> although I will say the station itself is underneath a beautiful art deco building, so the area's going up my estimations as as we as we go on. Uh, we've just had our first paint. Optimism levels are probably creeping towards DEFCON three right now. Um, utterly convinced we're not going to lose today. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, Charlotte. Yeah, I don't think we're going to lose. I really, really don't. I always feel like we pull it out of the bag in these sorts of things, like the uh, FA Cup, like these sorts of like off, off Premier League games. I always feel like we're going to win. Uh, like, just think we are. We've got, we've got, we've got the, the greatest cup manager in the world. Like, I'm not even going to look at facts. I'm going to base <laughs> this. This is my opinion, 100. percent But it's it's right. My opinion's right. Rafa's the best. <laughs> he's the best cup manager in the world and we're going to get a result and we're going to we're going to turn about to see in James's Park and um, ah, it'll be brilliant and we'll we'll speak to you um, when the lineups announced so we've just seen the Newcastle United lineup um, it's a it's a strong team in the sense that these are these are squad players um, in Ben and Haidora I mean Haidora you could definitely argue isn't in Rafa's plans uh, same as Saivier um, but I'm happy to see him in due to, due to his excellent performance against West Ham. Um, also, um, Mbemba comeback in is an interesting one. It looks to me like we're playing a kind of three, sort of three five three five one one formation, and possibly Richie in the number ten role. Um, I mean, it'll be obvious as soon as we kick off what the positions are. But that definitely is a, is a Clark Lascelles and. Mbemba, that's a three three centre half pair, and possibly Mbemba playing the same role that Hayden played against Man City, kind of mm. shifting between 
the centre half and in the defensive midfield. Um, it's a decent, it's a decent lineup. I'm really interested to see how well Saivi is going to do today. Yeah. Um, and also, if High Dora is playing in that wing back role, he does have pace. So, so I, you know what? There's no no reason to feel negative. Um, I'm still very much convinced <laughs> that we'll get a nil nil draw, and that's not just because I've had like two and a half pints. <laughs> Charlotte, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, same. I am. Um, I'm pleased to see Saibe on the team. I haven't seen him for a while, not even on the bench, so it's quite nice. Um, Richie, Gail, decent. Um, what have we got? Sal Clark. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen Haidar on for ages, so please see what he's like. Yeah. We haven't got the um, subs on here, but uh, they're not on the screen. No. Um, but yeah, I think it looks like a strong team. I'm actually gonna go for. A, I'm gonna go for a one 0 I'm, I'm loving this. I mean, that's probably that's probably the Peroni, <laughs> the Peroni talking. But um, still, well. you know what? I, I let's let's see. One's each. Let's see. Like one nil. One nil. I'd like to see Shelby. Uh, sort of. Uh, I'm interested to see how he's gonna. What his temperament will be like today. So. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing how Shelby, Sivy, and work together. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there because you've got you've got. Sivy and Hayden who are going to do a lot of running they're going to cover a lot of ground and that might sort of free up the space for Shelby to, to play as a, as yeah. a luxury player um, and Gail starting up front as well he had a great start against Chelsea in the last match um, let's just see how it goes uh, no, no, put it this way not looking at this lineup and thinking ah oh, we're bollocks yeah. you know I'm, I'm genuinely thinking this is this is alright and always good to see Jamal on the side um, you know that the, the back four are going to, <laughs> are going to perform him. with him in, I know, I know you do so next uh, let, let's see what guns. Let's see what guns. So <laughs> we're coming back. You know, we've just looked at the Chelsea side. Obviously, I mean that is a that is a very very strong side. Um, I mean, you, you look at that squad. Um, Alonso. I mean, you look at that, that first eleven for a start. There's no one in there that he wouldn't he wouldn't play in the Premiership without yeah. even thinking about it. Um, and you look at the bench. It's a very strong bench. Um, possibly, I haven't heard of Hudson Adoy, and I haven't heard of Ampadu, but. Um, I mean that that's irrelevant really when you've got Moses Fabregas and Bartley on the bench, <laughs> but uh, you know what? You know what? I think Christensen, Cahill are definitely there to be got at. As a Zappa Costa, I think I think Drinkwater is. I mean, it's just incredible that they paid so much for him. Yeah, um, agreed. You know what? Why not? And Caballero, you know, Rafa tried to sign him, and I believe in Rafa 100%. But I, today, I just feel like Caballero is going to be. He's he's going to be a little bit inconsistent and he's going to make a mistake and we're going to punish him for it so so let's see how are you feeling yeah fine I mean uh, you know my focus is on the Newcastle side I, you know I look at this I see Alonso I see I see the big names and um, it does look like a good side but uh, we've checked the uh, subs as well I think maybe he'll get a good run around I'm excited for that so I still think we're going to put, a good, put up a good fight there you go we're going to put up a good fight and we're not going to lose so we're just heading up to the stadium now. Um, it's a glorious day for football. Beautiful. Beautiful day. We've obviously seen like the half and half scarves on sale. Both tempted <laughs> no to get one. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Both, yeah, both tempted to get one. I was going to buy two half and half scarves, cut one half off and stitch it to the half of another one to make a full scarf. <laughs> but that, that didn't come off and uh, I, the, there's a... I would say there's a pleasant atmosphere at yeah, the moment. it's nice, yeah. Huh? yeah. Really. And it would be, it's, it's West London. It's West London, so it's really lovely, and um, it's not uh, not too dystopian right now. All right, we'll see how it goes. Just got in the stadium, decent atmosphere. Um, obviously, Blues Park life is blaring, so you can't really hear the crowd. Um, aye, positive atmosphere. Uh, Stamford Bridge, I mean, what can you say? There's a fucking, I think there's like a... 
a luxurious hotel attached to it. It's a little bit sickening, a little bit commercial, but fuck that. We'll um, we'll we'll ignore we'll ignore the corporate aspect of it. We'll just get stuck in the football today, and um, I we'll we'll get the result we need. Just a good kick off, you've got that disgusting fucking Chelsea song going on. Uh, but it'll stop in a second, because if it doesn't, then obviously I'll probably automatically lose ability here. Here we go. Away! Decent, decent first, like decent run in nine minutes. Good positive start. Uh, they haven't caused too many trouble. Uh, too much trouble. We're getting a lot of space on the right hand side. Shelby and Richie look like really up for it. Aye, aye, positive. 15 minute formations in a minute working really well. Um, we're not giving them much in the way of space. There seems to be a load of, um, a load of space on, on their left and right hand side. Ty Darren Mankey, you have got an, are getting plenty of time on the ball. Um, so far, so good. Amazingly, you know, Chelsea look a little, a little bit nervous at the back every time we kind of put any kind of pressure on. There is a slight bit of panic, which is weird given how good they are defensively normally. But um, I think they, in a minute they know that that, that overwhelming favourites to win this, and obviously they had the pressure on them because of the defeat the other night in the League Cup. So at the minute, I'd say it's playing in the war hands every time you break. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. Twenty-nine minutes in, we're really limited at the moment. They, they're not, they're not threatening when they're going forward. They've, um, they've got like a real issue kind of creating anything. About sort of eighteen yards out, there's no cutting edge. Um, dead happy to see them kind of ping the ball around the thirty-five yard mark because that final, that final through ball is really lacking. Um, obviously, we're only twenty-nine minutes in, so that that will inevitably change at some point. But right now, it's a case of the, the job being done. Chelsea goal, literally from Neyway, I mean, obviously the angle I'm at right now, the space just opened up and the, the through ball, I mean, it was kind of a case of pick your spot, dead unfortunate, dead undeserved, um, and obviously the Chelsea Stadium is just erupted for, you know, the five seconds that, that it'll, it'll erupt for, because it's a truly pathetic atmosphere right now, um, just uh, a bad goal to concede, um, the fans are back inside though, so let's see what comes, eh? 37 minutes, looks like High Doris just put a brilliant tackle in the centre of the pitch and the ref's given a free kick. be interesting to, to see this back after the match because from this angle it looked like a really clean tackle. Um, I Just interesting to see what the interpretation is like when you see it on camera as opposed to, to live at the stadium. Um, Chelsea have just got a second goal, literally no idea how the fuck that went in. I mean, all that was to take the pitch. Um, Saivia was given the ball with about three Chelsea players running him. I didn't think he can really blame him for that. Looking, looking at me, I'm looking at it from. He had no space at all to play anything out. He was attacked straight away, lost it. The space again opened up massively. 
and it looks like from yeah, Dalo made a really good save, and either the ball's looped in or someone just hasn't followed through. I mean, we we all thought it was over the ball. No, he's just put it. No, he's just finished it really well. You can see on the big screen now. Um, again, though, just Azard, Azard on the ball. Oh, just a massive deflection, massive deflection. Absolutely no, no dollar to deal with that. Again, though, it's just that space coming through the middle. Uh, just, just opened up. We to a half time and um, there's a space seat next to me and uh, they pretty much won't let anyone from the upper tier go down the lower tier, which is obviously in our slightly paranoid. Um, as if uh, I think as if me and Charlotte are going to cause like a major ruckus but hey hey, they're the rules we kind of change them um, to be 2-0 doing it half time was a massive massive disappointment both goals were incredibly avoidable um, the Saivia goal as I just mentioned it looked like it looked to me like he was given the ball in a very confined space um, and he didn't have much choice but obviously getting messages from people saying that he had three terrible touches to allow them to win it and then they put another ball through where the space just opened up uh, we couldn't it's almost like giving Hazard like the run of the pitch which is terrible um but we have had a couple of half chances. Caballero's made some half decent saves. A goal back before half time would have been ideal. Um, obviously, the atmosphere has pissed flat. The Chelsea fans are in generally pretty pathetic. Um, we're not as vocal as I thought we would be, but then again, you're 2 0 away at Chelsea now. It's, it's obviously difficult to, to get massively enthusiastic and passionate about your chances in the second half um, but you know what who knows I mean get a goal early doors and we have had chances then then we'll have a game again um, feeling that obviously it's going to be it's going to be tough for, for the next 45 minutes um, alright we'll see what pans you so uh, Charlotte's managed to get uh, get onto this this level somehow I don't know how, I don't know how she's managed that but she has she's already here apparently obviously um May, uh, may logistical skills are lacking, but Charlotte, your, your thoughts half time go on on, your, on the first half. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, um, what we just said, I think we've been really unlucky. Um, I think Shelby's playing really well. I think he's pushing. I think he's obviously like we sort of went for a bit more at the end there of the first half where you would. Um, otherwise, you know, I thought we were putting together a really good half until we lost the first goal. Um, but even like there's a couple of chances we've had and the, the crowd's been really good so I think you know you know onwards and upwards not a bad start the first 10 minutes of second half again we're just desperate to get a goal back because every time these attack there's like a, a genuine panic um, and also everyone's singing you're just a shit Colicini to Chelsea's 13 year old substitute I don't know what his name is but yeah it doesn't really look like Colicini and it's pretty <laughs> funny singing the song to him his hair's not even like Colicini's but there you go Dallas just pulled an outrageous save off from Alonso there. Like, um, aye, we need we need to get a goal. I would say in the next sort of ten minutes because if he didn't, then they they they're well on for a third. Alonso's just banging a third. Um, you could see. I mean, it's terrible to say, but you could see from a mile if he was going to score. It was it was so it was such a good position that he was in a straight, and obviously he's got a cracking left foot in there. Um, aye, there was. I mean. It was just. It, it, I, I think I even turned up to Sean and said that this is this looks like it's going to be straight. And it did. It's unfortunate because the first 20 minutes. I mean, it's, it's been a pretty flat game. You think in one of those where we might get a chance, we might get a goal, and we might make it interesting. But obviously, at three 0 you've got to uh, you've got to be you've got to be realistic and say, well, that's probably it. It's a shame, like, but now it's more a case of obviously with the Burnley match coming up uh, on Wednesday, it's more a case of damage limitation now. Um, even pulling the goal back might lift the confidence a little bit, but we'll see. So we're in the uh, in injury time now. 
I think yeah, the Newcastle fans are singing that, that defiant singing. Um, the Chelsea fans, I mean, really, like just, I mean, there aren't any words, there are no words in any language to describe how poor they are. Um, but there you go, they've still won three now, so good luck to them. And I will we'll, uh, we'll be back after this with a, a kind of post-match analysis of the match. So we've um, managed to get back to Feathers Pub after a horrific tube journey from Fulham Broadway, full of 15-year-old Chelsea fans singing songs about oh, the size of their penises, basically. They sang a negative song about Rafa. They sang a horrible song about Rafa. I wanted to kill them all, but then I realised it would have been me and Charlotte versus a full carriage of 15-year-old Chelsea fans. So, and it's not fair on them. Yeah, we left it to one side. Um, however, the performance, I mean, we could go through the first half. I've, I've given a kind of running company throughout. First half, up until up until the goal, I thought we were compact. I thought the, we, we played really well. Um, and the goal was pretty much a bit a bit of a mistake um, and given the space out I don't know I don't know what shown the, the first goal it just it just seemed to open up all of a sudden I don't know how you how you um how you saw it yeah I mean you it happens very quickly when you lose the ball and I think against a team as good as Chelsea they weren't actually playing that well to be totally honest yeah you know it, it, it can happen very quickly yeah it's We're really punished. annoying like I totally agree like I thought we totally dominated it at the first half hour. I really, really thought that we'd at least get a draw, and then, and then yeah, it just sort of it just sort of rolled in almost. Now it's a bit like, all oh, right, well that's that's almost that then, isn't it? And even the second goal, the second goal to me, it, it was a massive. I mean, a huge deflection. It seems like because at the time I thought um, I thought Dalwood pulled off a really good save and it gone over the top. Yeah, I, there. I, 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 did we all thought? Did you think it had gone uh, over you, the top as well? Yeah, I thought we got away. I with thought it. the Chelsea fans were um, cheering the corner because I thought it had just gone over. And then you see the replays on the big screen and you're just like, yeah, oh man! And obviously, yeah. going in at half time, two 0 doing. I don't know if you saw. You could see Rafa left up and you. Yeah. Livid, and you could just tell it was that's the second goal kills it ever. Well, that, that's I think that's one of the first times I've seen I've seen Rafa that angry visibly yeah. at the side of the pitch, um, and I don't know if that's well. It's no surprise given how well, the, the situation at the moment. That's what I'm it? saying. I it, it's almost like it's a manifestation of the the frustration that he's feeling at, at the fact that we've just not signed anyone other than a loan player from Chelsea, um, and it's looking very likely, unfortunately, that. Jorgensen won't even be in. Um, I mean, given that Jorgensen played for final today, yeah. how can you see a player playing for his team on a Sunday and then within within two to three days signing for us and being in the team against Burnley? It's, it's a difficult one, but that, that, I'm sure that's a question for another time. And we'll move on to the second half. Now, I'll put this to uh, I'll put this to you, Sean. In fact, I haven't introduced Sean. This is uh, Sean, who's a long-time listener of the show, and um, he's uh, joined me in the pub today, and we're very happy to have him on the, on the podcast. Thanks for this, mate. Um, so... The second half, um, is, is that one of the first times you've seen a Rafa side and not really put it in? I mean, would, and would you say it's a, it was an acceptable, um, you know, in quotes, yeah, an acceptable performance? How, how did you interpret that? It was disappointing. I mean, the second goal, you know, it's a different story at 1-0. Or even Shelby had a good chance right at the end to make it possibly 2-1. But I just don't think we're at it. And I looking to Rafa and you could tell if we're not on it he's out there and he's giving yeah, instructions yeah. he's really tripping in and I just I think disappointing is the word and, and, but do you think do you think that given the fact that we've got Burnley on um, on Wednesday and given you know the size of that game it, it is a huge yeah. game there's no two ways about it do you think that at 2-0 down the players are like right we've got we've got no chance here even on a you know, even on a subconscious level it's like we're not going to we're not going to get anything here 
we may as well just switch off because obviously Wednesday's Wednesday's the the big game. Um, or do you think that it was just it, that almost makes it worse in that we've got this huge game yeah. playing on Wednesday? You'd like to see the players a bit more a bit more up for it today in the second half. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it. I mean, I, I was quite disappointed with Gale. I know it's going to be hard. It's hard up there. It's hard up for these. But you know, we need. I need to see more from him. Aye. a little bit. I, I agree. But we'll come. We'll come on. We'll, we'll come on again a bit. Um, so I mean, Charlotte, your 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 take on the fact that we've got this Burnley game coming up is a. Do you think there's any? Yeah, any... I mean, I think the Burnley are a sort of a lesser side than Chelsea. So I mean, that's on our side. But having said that, like I said to Sean when we got into the pub, that we've seen this time and again. This like, like tiredness in the second half and and like lack of athleticism and dynamism and, and, and it's again and again so um, thank you um, so yeah it's just, it's just annoying and painful to see a team like that not in, that d- disengaged with the whole thing um, with Burnley well when, when we didn't have our like sort of normal starting 11 today so I would hope that um that's going to play in our favour on Wednesday, but we'll, we'll have to see. But even then, I, well, actually, we'll, we'll talk about the, the kind of the normal. I mean, how normal going to start 11 beam when we've got such a, a yeah. flimsy squad? Um, Sean, I'll put this to you, mate. Um, do you think, given his recent form, do you think that um, Big Moore was a, a miss today? And would you like to have seen him start the match? Yeah, he was. A, he probably was a miss. I don't think I'd have said that earlier on the season. I mean, you got a little bit of an unfair stick. I mean, I don't particularly like criticising players at the minute. I think everyone is given their all and it's not their fault if they're not up to the probably level to expect, but it still goes back to Burnley as much as I'm disappointed about a day. That's a massive game and if him being in there, he probably should start on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with that. I mean, I think, I think the army has to start on Wednesday. Um, cause we that, can... could only, that could be the only reason he wasn't on today, surely, that we've got a Wednesday match and he needs to be on. It has to be, because, um, I mean, bringing... Bringing Hayden back in now, I thought Hayden again. Again, you look at the first thirty minutes, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad performance. Um, but I, uh, it's interesting that we're in a position now where we're a much maligned player like Moore has actually in the past month become one of our really more, one of our most important players. And again, this is it's brilliant to see because he does he does have something off on there, and there is, he has stepped his game up a lot, and he's he seems more determined. But at the same time, once again, it highlights that. Absolute paucity of a squad when you're thinking that we need more Diomi on that side. That, yeah. That's nah, it, yeah. it kind of you know it, he's, he's not a, it's it's a it's a championship Champ- side yeah. and we'll, we'll go. But actually, the Dwight the Dwight Gale thing um, you mentioned about Osho and so Alex has asked us has asked me to say ask the question where's Dwight Gale a lethal striker striker who ran a mock last year and how do we get him back? Now my take on that is that. Gale is a lethal championship striker. He absolutely is. Um, and he's and I've said this before, he's kind of he's in the no man's land between the championship and the Premier League. A bit like, you know, a player like Matt Ritchie perhaps is too good for the championship, but not quite out of the Premier League. And and the other thing is as well is Gale he can only really go off the chances that he gets. He was he was poor today, yeah. his all round game was poor, but at the same time, he's a goal poacher. And if you're not getting chances, we didn't create, yeah. We didn't create. I thought we were in the first like 20 minutes we had a couple of chances there and to be fair to Shelby as well today I thought that he did an okay job at the, at the beginning definitely not in the second half but you know creating chances and at least trying much better than he has been in recent games 
Um, but yeah, just, um, if the chances aren't being created, you're right, generally. They're not being created, and I think, again, goes back to the question of was the second half performance unacceptable? I think that the desire, like after the second goal, it was just kind of sucked out of them. Um, like you said, Sean, if Shelby's chance towards the end had it gone in, I think we got a corner from it, didn't we? That might have made a big difference. Uh, but it was almost after that, we're fucking done. We're done. And yeah. again, it might be a case of, well, you know, this is Chelsea, the way we're Newcastle, we're uh, ostensibly a championship side. The Bernie match is massive. All these things burning your subconscious. But you're looking at Rafa's reaction on the sidelines. They're not the reactions of a manager thinking, you know what, we've got a bigger game coming up. They're yeah, the reactions of yeah. a manager who was pissed off with what he saw on the pitch. And I think Rafa's annoyed with the application that he saw today. And I think there's, I think after the match there would have been a bit of an inquest as, as if to say what happened, what happened out there because yeah. you, you just you gave up the yeah. ghost. Because we can't do that on Wednesday. No. no. We've got to be on it. You know, we've got to be on it from the, for the 90 minutes, not 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obviously exactly. a different game, and don't forget, Chelsea have spent hundreds of millions on a wonderful side. But they, they give the ball away today. They weren't yeah, great. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. particularly impressed by them. I agree, and I think there's... Um, I hate taking this away from the discussion on Newcastle, but in regards to Chelsea, I think one of the reasons I was so optimistic pre-match is because... It's quite obvious that Conte is not going to be there in the end of the season. He's, you know, and, and those players probably know that themselves. And yeah. it's unlikely they'll win a trophy this season. I mean, maybe the FA Cup is, especially after the League Cup game, is the best chance of silverware. And that's kind of reflected in the side he put out today compared to the side he put out against Norwich. And there's an argument, really, that Newcastle aren't actually that much better than Norwich, who are a mid-table championship side. We're, we're still in the, we're still in that kind of that kind of position. Um, but that's, I mean. We'll see how that goes with uh, with regards to Conte. Um, in terms of Newcastle, again, now, Saive back in the side today. I was really impressed with him at West Ham. There was a, he did make a mistake for their first goal, but he kind of made yeah, up for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm one of those people who kind of subscribes to the Saive legendary performance against West Ham. You know? <laughs> I was there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he, he was. Well, you know, he was a kind of Conte. And um, do you remember Emerson who played for Real Madrid and Juventus combined, basically? Um, he clearly wasn't, but today... <laughs> The second goal, I think, the, the blame's on Saivia for losing it in the middle of the park. Uh-huh. Now, it, it's interesting, and, I, and I've, I've mentioned this earlier on this podcast, that to me it looked like he was given the ball in a very, very small space with three Chelsea players around him and he just lost it. However, Alex messaged me saying he basically had three heavy touches there and that's led him losing it. I don't know. Now, tell me, I mean, the both of you go first, you go first, yeah, Sean. How did you interpret um, Saivia's performance? Is, is that the reason today why he's never really made it at Newcastle? Probably it was it was so so I think I mean I thought a lot of it was you know we look for someone to kind of take that positive touch go forward I thought probably Shelby was the only one who was every time looking, not every time but looking to go forward we had yeah. a bit of sideways and backwards type of passing and you need that if we're going to create chances we need to just try and take a bit of a chance so absolutely I, I don't think I don't know Charlotte I mean my, my interpretation is that Saivier wasn't great he obviously hasn't been great since he signed for the club yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's you, you can't really put the blame on on him today no, for being ineffective. No, I don't. I wouldn't put the blame on him. On him. I, I'm not. I'm not that surprised he's not a regular player. Um, I know he had a sort of like moment in the sun there. West West Brom. West Ham. West Ham. Um, oh yeah. And uh, you know that was good, but I just don't think it's enough, is it? I don't think that he consistently plays that way and. and I didn't think that he was sort of a standout performer today, so I'm not surprised he's not on the pitch. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. 
he wasn't as bad or as good as anyone else. Yeah, I mean, exactly. um, yeah, 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 completely. In fairness to him, he doesn't he didn't get much of a run. He didn't no. get. A no, we haven't actually seen him since last time. No, so. no. So I, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for how. I'm not going to say he was really poor today. The reality is, the rest of the team was poor. Yeah. At the same time, if that's what Rafa sees in training week and week out, then of course you can see why he doesn't play very often. Yeah. Um, so. What we got three days of the transfer window left. It wouldn't be a huge shock Wednesday, if he went out on loan. Yeah, yeah. If he went out on loan to someone, um, that was his kind of almost his last hurrah in a Newcastle shirt, yeah. maybe. Um, anyway, I mean, get on the individual performances here. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if anyone actually played particularly well. I thought Darlow was was impressive yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, a few good takes. But bar in the first thirty minutes. Um, I mean, there's, there's an argument, I don't know about you two, but I thought, I actually thought, look, from where I was looking, I thought Shelby was probably my best player on the pitch Yeah, I'd, I'd give him that because, like, in the first, the first half hour, absolutely stand out. Like, he was trying, pressing, gave it a good, um, tried, gave a good try towards the end of the first half when he tried to put it in. Um, obviously, given the time and the pressure, yeah, don't blame him. But also, like, no one else was really doing that, so I've, yeah, he's probably my standout player. Second half less, but yeah, still. Aye, agreed. Yeah, he, he chased a couple of balls down and then turned round, no one was with him, and was like, where are you? Come yeah, on, yeah, where yeah. are you? And I think, at least we've got someone saying that. I mean, he, he's obviously tiny, but he hasn't covered himself in glory, but he's, you know, fair enough. Aye, there wasn't, um, there wasn't any, I'll tell you what, actually, I'll tell you what I thought it all right. And there's, a, there's an argument to say that he was at fault, I think, maybe for the second goal in terms of tracking back. But given again that he really plays and given again that he's been completely written off and that Rafa wanted to get rid of him in the summer, in fact, he had, I think he had the opportunity to go out on loan somewhere. I genuinely thought Haidara was all right for a while. I mean, he put a crack and a ball in the box at one stage and this ties back to Dwight Gale. Yeah. Gale didn't, he didn't kind of move towards the ball at all. It was almost like he was in fear of the Chelsea centre-halves. Um, so I think... Regardless of how Idara might appear played, and even even Saivir to a certain extent, you can almost extract them from the performance because it's so rare that the player yeah. to turn around and say that they were shit is it's a bit regardless it's a bit I, harsh. I, I'm like I'm, re- I'm I'm reluctant to be as kind as that. Like they, they don't play that often, and that's true. But um, they're still they're still training with this squad, and uh, you know. They still know what this manager wants from them, and uh, uh, you know. I, I thought, uh, having said that, I thought they played well. I just don't think that we can just sort of say like, "Oh well, you know, you don't get a run around that often." So. No, no, I'm not saying they played well. I don't think they played well at all. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that the performances were nice. poor. No, no, <laughs> no. Genuinely, the, the, the performances were, were, you know, they were substandard. But maybe but at the same time, to to like to almost to almost come. Thomas see it right, high door on side here was shit. Yes, the were, fair enough. But to put it in the context, yeah. these are two players who really play. Now the other eight or nine on the pitch who were shite, they're regularly involved in the squad. Even in Bemba to a certain extent really players. Yeah. Now it's the players who play regularly. They're the ones who kind of gave up the ghost in the second half, and they're the ones that I'd be frustrated with. I've got no issue and no issue but to a certain extent seen... with High Dor and Saivir yeah. and um and Bemba, as I say. It's the other lads who are going to be involved against Burnley. Yeah. They're the ones that were the frustration. It's like, put something in. Again, time and again, at about the, like, the sort of 50-minute mark, you, it's just tired players not putting their ball in. Like, and I don't know why. Acceptance? Do you think they just accepted defeat? After, after the second goal, they just accepted well, the defeat? absolutely not the way that they should, their heads should not be in that position. 
you, you don't want to say that about them. I mean, you, we've seen them a lot this season. They absolutely brilliant, put it in. And the fact it's been a feature of a player throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We've had players, you know, but ones who really want to put the graft in. And I'd, I'd almost want to forgive them today a little bit. It's, it's, it's a shame because when you Castle United, we shouldn't be saying oh, three 0 on to the next game because yeah. it's bigger. But it's unfortunately where we are at the minute, which is I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. What I'm grateful for is that that's not a Premier League game. Oh God, absolutely! Mm. It's one of those as well. Like you think, right? So Norwich, Norwich played against like a Chelsea, a second string Chelsea side. Not like necessarily a side that's the under twenty threes because they had some players with first team experience in there, but players who. Even though it was Chelsea's second string, there's probably three or four of them would be in like our first like sort of 17, 18. Um, One of them is now, Kennedy. Oh, exactly, exactly. Um, and in like Chelsea, Norwich go to Chelsea and raise that game because they're like a championship side and there's nothing expected of them. Whereas we went there today and we almost, in every game that we play in the Premier League, we have to kind of raise our game in it, to the same extent that a championship raises the game against a premiership side. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's the thing. We're in the same division as them. But we're almost having to try and like have the mentality of a team that's taking like, a division below them, and we're not. And it's just so frustrating to watch. Um, and like you say, Sean, like the for the majority of games this season, the one thing that we have seen is the players given everything. And I think it was just really disappointing today, around the 60-minute mark, to see the heads gone like that. And even the Alonso free kick, I think I turned around to you, Charlotte, and yeah. I said, "This is gone in." Yeah. It was it was almost like you know, it was even yeah. it was even almost like the wall had given up. Weirdly, you know what I mean? It was just like, you know what, 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 what fucked you, yeah, so let's just see what happens. And um, then he went he went and tanked it in. Um and well this is well, we could actually say this is the final question. Um I'll put it to both of you. So Sean, you the, the formation today, was that damage limitation? Was that going for a draw or was that looking for a win? What how did you interpret that formation today? I thought you it was another chance to try that, I think. Yeah. Potentially with Looking forward with Kennedy coming in, that might be something we see again because it's another option. So I think it, he's used it as an opportunity to try it again, and he's mixed the players up a little bit. Yeah. That, like, Richie, Richie was quite central a lot. Richie looked like he was in the number ten, wasn't he? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I just think it was another chance to try and get players in. I'd... And yet, to me, you make a good point there. Actually, if you think, um, if you think it was almost like a kind of what would you say? So three centre halves, two wing backs. Uh-huh. Almost like three central midfielders, Richie in the number ten role, and then um, Gale up front. Aye. So it was kind of what would you say? Almost like a three-two-three-one-one formation. Um, and with Kennedy, obviously, he has got a lot of pace. You know, I mean, he's a, he is he is a wing back by trade. And there's almost an argument to say that that's what Yedlin is. Yedlin's not. He's not a particularly brilliant defender, and he's not a right wing or right midfielder. He's a right wing back. So there is. I suppose, yeah, you're right there. This could be like almost like a template, like a kind of, let's just go out there and set this up because we might do that in a couple of games towards the end of the season. Now we've got Kennedy on board. Um, I think we went there today thinking that, you know, with this formation, we could get a draw out of it. The problem was that they scored after 30 minutes and we didn't have... Yeah. It's almost like we didn't have like a, an option to come back and, and get an equaliser, you know. I don't know how I don't know what your interpretation was yeah, there, Charlotte. The same. Um I did not think that was a side uh put forward for a big win. I thought I thought we'd get a draw. I did. I thought that, that was a formation done to get us a sort of 
strong forward, decent decent people on the back. Although, like having said that, like I didn't think that it looked like we had like three or four in the back. Like, it, like the space was actually, this was a lot of space, yeah, I know. It really did not look that way. Um, but I thought we'd get a draw, and um, and yeah, I just think you know when you look at these things with cup matches, they are they're always going to be a bit different to sort of the, the Premier League matches the first 11 that, and, and the formations I think it is an opportunity to try something a bit different because it's not as of course the stakes are still high but it's not as high stakes um, I didn't see it working that well today but like you say it'd be interesting when Kennedy starts to see if, 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 he's, if he slots into that way like that kind of formation Absolutely well, well, well more than likely release a, a pre-Burnley um, podcast um, but I suppose my my to sum up my take on today is um, first 30 minutes full of optimism um, and then the first goal the first goal went in and like the little bit of the the wind's taking out your sails and then the second goal it, it was it, I mean even as a fan and you know as a fan you're, you're the one whose optimism go, goes last um, and I think ours went pretty quickly today after sort of well after the second goal actually yeah. I'll put this question to the two of you um, Sean, give me your interpretation on the support. Chelsea were pathetically quiet. I mean, as, that, always. Know, as always, and the Newcastle fans. So do, you, shit. Do, you, do you think? That, do you think that from from the kickoff, right? So I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll throw my opinion out there, and you two can tell me how, how you interpreted it. I thought. We'll see how it goes. I've said that. <laughs> I've said that at least a hundred times this podcast, and now because that's that's all you can do. And I've also said say with Panzu about fifty times as well. But you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a professional host, so I apologise. Um, but the the atmosphere, I thought, got on the ground, and it, it seemed like enough fans were singing. But there was a bit of an air resignation. That's how that's how I felt, and I was singing. But at the same time, I was singing my heart out. Yeah. But it, it was like almost like going through the going through the motions to a certain extent, and then and then after the second goal, you get the usual things. We're two 0 doing. Let's be defiant and sing. You know, yeah, Newcastle yeah, United yeah. will never be defeated. You know, there's loads of support for Rafa. Loads of support for Rafa, obviously. Yeah, but um, I, I think the general consensus amongst the fans was, this isn't going to happen today. I don't know what your what your uh, how you perceive it, Sean. I thought first uh, first half an hour fantastic. It was it was loud around us. There was a lot of a lot of support. There was support for the team. It wasn't anti Ashley songs. It was just songs about Newcastle United, which is what we should be doing. As you know, as right. difficult as it is, but yeah. I thought it was great. I thought, the goal, but we still we still pulled back. But two 0 does knock the stuff down here a little bit. It good good point with Ashley. Yeah. Actually, good point with Ashley. You said there wasn't any anti Ashley stuff, and then after second uh, the second half, half it was yeah, just it was, uh, yeah, it was full on anti Ashley, wasn't it? Right. Club, yeah, I, I would agree. Like um, you know, even after the second goal, like keeping the spirits high, like a lot of a lot of um, banging on the sort of yeah the, uh, yeah the Hordens yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And um, and that was yeah it was nice like but I, I, I would sort of agree with you then on uh, towards the uh, sort of last half hour forty minutes um, it did become like a bit going through the motions um, certainly for the person in front of us and um, oh man <laughs> I tell you what let me let me just add and and if you listen to this mate you know what need disrespect but you went to the football match with your last week your last was a Chelsea fan right it was celebrating everything decent that Chelsea did. You were a row in front of her, right? You were dancing and singing, and she was recording you doing it because obviously you want to put it on social media and so your friends. 
and then you left after 78 minutes. Like, <laughs> you're like, you're, the, you're, you're like everything that's wrong with supporting a football club. There's literally no point you being there today, mate. So, you know, if you listen to this, please, either, right? Either, either just accept the fact you're in a relationship with this lass and you just love each other and you're not that awesome with football, right? Or, or, break up with that, go to the football matches, and be a fucking genuine football fan. It's as binary as that. It's as binary. It is. What is that? Is yeah. that binary? Today was that binary? And, uh, were you being sharp, were you being sarcastic there? Were you being? No, no. There we go. It is binary, and that's how it is. But, anyway, um, well, anyway, um, yeah, it did get towards. It got a lot to it. Like there was, there was very little to sing for towards the end there. Um, so it became a lot about making fun of Chelsea fans being quiet but, and. Uh, but it's a library sort of thing. A, a game with nine days' notice in London. We've been here two months agreed. before. Top class. Agreed. We've got we've got that many people there, and we've got them. Going. Yeah, agreed. I, I Absolutely, mate. A very good point. Yeah, nine days' notice in a match that switched to a one thirty kickoff on a Sunday in one of the most expensive parts of the country. Like. London's expensive for anyone in any ways, but West London particularly is one of the I most expensive parts of the country. Really Six for like, yeah, like there you go. I, I find it really heartening, like, and it's just on a social level, really, to get out of the club. And I would absolutely hate to be on a coach, but to see the sort of Tyndale coaches and Tyneside coaches, <laughs> like, just ready to pick up all the fans that have like coached their way down. Like, I just think that's brilliant, and I think that's just like such a testament to the sort of Newcastle fans. I agree. I absolute kudos. It, we, we, yeah, exactly the same, walking out the ground, bearing in mind these people have come doing from Newcastle on a coach, which is never the most pleasant way to travel. Um, this morning. After a 3-0 defeat and straight out, straight out after the match, on a coach, you probably had a few pints, you probably got, like, you know, your mouth covered in that fur that you get when you've had a break from the booze, <laughs> right? So you're either thinking, I need to eat and drink some water, but you'll probably get on the, on the coach, have a few cans of lukewarm Fosters, right? <laughs> And you're going back up there, and I tell you what, like kudos to you, like yeah, nice that, that 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 last 45 minutes didn't justify that kind of dedication today. And totally I'd like agree. to think, I'd like to think that the players will sit around and they'll say, you know what, lads, Wednesday we need to put our ideas up because we gave up, and you should never ever give up because if you haven't got the talent to pull a result out your ass, mm. then what you've got to do is you've got to graft. And today that wasn't in the second half, and we will need it against Burnley. So. Yeah. We'll leave it on that. Um, Charlotte, Sean, thanks ever so much. Thank and you, Norman. How are we on Wednesday? We'll, uh, we'll be right. back with you for a Burnley um, re, uh, preview, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. And uh, I will speak to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.